You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. The title of this message is New School, and I've already butchered it, but let me just read the scripture. Mark 1, 22 to 28 says this, and they were astonished at his teaching. Jesus had just come out of, out of his fast, starting his ministry. They were astonished at his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit. And he cried out saying, let us alone. What have you to do to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? He didn't even talk to them. They just started to manifest because of the presence. Did you come to destroy us? I like that question because in three John, 1 John 3, 8, the Bible says that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. So Jesus could have said, yep, I did come to destroy you. I know who you are, the Holy One of God, but Jesus rebuked them saying, be quiet and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Then they were all amazed and they questioned among themselves saying, what is this? Some of you might be your first time here and you're thinking, what is this? First time I came here and this happened, I was like, what is this? And then it says, what new doctrine is this? What new doctrine is this? The title of this message is New School. What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commands even the clean, unclean spirits and they obey him. The truth is this wasn't a new doctrine to Jesus. It was a new doctrine to them. Jesus is the ancient of days. He's the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. He was slain before the foundation of the world. This wasn't new school to him. This wasn't new doctrine to him. But his job was to bring the old school to the new school. His job was to teach what he had known for ages and ages and ages to this generation. I don't know about you, but I want to read about you in the next 10 years. Not about the old generals. What new God's generals are going to rise in this generation? What new school, new covenant spirit-filled believers are going to rise in this generation, who are we going to read about in 10 years? Who's going to make the history books? Healings, miracles, signs, wonders, businesses exploding, God moving in our families. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? The truth is most old school things become new school if you wait long enough. I used to wear some of the jeans you all wear in high school and now it's new school again. It used to be old school and now it's new school. I got a new Bible. It's new school. But the church has tried to become new school as a whole in the last two years, but it's actually just become woke school. They're preaching a new gospel, but the new gospel has no power. It has no foundation in this. This is old school. We need to bring it new school. We need to bring it new school. Wokeness bows to culture, but new covenant Christianity New school Christianity, culture bows to Jesus. We will never bow to culture. We will only bow to Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Come on, he has the greatest name. Bible says at the mention of the name of Jesus, every tongue will confess and every knee will bow to the name of Jesus. If you want to experience heaven on earth, 
greatest thing you can do is bow your knee to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Do it now. Don't wait till the next life. One day, the Bible says, every knee would bow. Do it now. Experience Him now. Heaven on earth. Do it now. The Bible says, everything with a name will bow. Cancer is a name. Demons have a name. Fear is a name. Anxiety is a name. Addiction is a name. Depression is a name. Perversion is a name. Witchcraft is a name. So in the name of Jesus right now, I command fear, anxiety, suicide, depression, despair, pornography, addiction. Bow your knee to the name of Jesus now. In Jesus' name, release the people of God. Release fear, you must go. Anxiety must go. Devil, you must go. I loose your hold. Spirit of witchcraft, get off people. Control, get off people. In Jesus' name. Every disease and sickness and pain has a name. It all has to bow. It all has to bow. Jesus says, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This might be new to you, but you can experience heaven on earth while you're on earth. Otherwise, Jesus didn't, wouldn't have said, pray, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If his will always happened, we wouldn't have to pray that prayer. But since his will doesn't always happen, we got to pray that prayer. If we don't pray that prayer, and we just think that everything that happens is God's will, wokeness, you're going to stay bound, you're going to stay sick, you're going to stay a mess. We got to pray, we got to declare, we got to believe. Do you know 1 John 4, 17 says, as he is Jesus, so are we in this life. So if you know how Jesus is in heaven, that's how you can be in this life. That's not blasphemy, that's Bible. That's Bible. That's old school, becoming new school to you right now, right here and right now. Second Peter says that we've been given exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of a divine nature. Come on, new school Christianity takes part in divinity on earth. Not because you're a God, but you got God in you. You got God in you. Acts 1.8 says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. If you don't have any power right now, why don't you just lift your hands, to, why don't you just turn your palms towards heaven. Turn your palms towards heaven. Father, right now, I thank you for power. Lord, I thank you for power. Lord, I thank you for baptizing people with the Holy Ghost and power and fire right now. Evidence of speaking in tongues. Father, right now, power, let it fall. Power power. Jesus baptized people with power, as it says in your word. Just receive that. Just receive that. At men's prayer on Tuesday, about 10 dudes receive power. Baptism of the Holy Ghost. Romans 8, 11 says the same spirit that lived, that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you and lives in me. That's new school Christianity. That's new covenant believers. 
He lives in you, and He lives in me. And this may be new to you, but it ain't new to Him. He's been around. The Holy Spirit was there. He was hovering in the beginning. He was part of the creation. It ain't new to Him. Every sickness and every disease, He healed when Jesus was on the earth. Same Holy Ghost that rose Him from the dead. That's the same Holy Ghost. Jesus did what he did as a man filled with the Holy Ghost. He left his divinity, and then he got filled with power. He got filled with the Holy Spirit. That's why you and I can do what he did and greater things. Why? Because we are men and women filled with the Holy Spirit. If you had to be a God to do miracles, we wouldn't have a chance. But because he did it as a man, he gave us a chance. Then he fills us with power. 100% man filled with 100% God. That's what we are. God is a healer. That's my only point tonight. God is a healer. God is a healer. Exodus 15, 26 says, For I am the Lord who heals you. This is God declaring who he is. I am the Lord who heals you, not condemns you not makes you sick, not punishes you. I'm the God that heals you. He heals you. That's who he is. That's who he says he is. He's not the God that allows you to get sick. He's not the God that makes you sick. He's the God that heals you. He's our father. I'm a father. If I made my kids sick on purpose, I'd be put in jail. Yet we think God makes us sick to teach us a lesson hear it from some of the biggest churches in the world saying God did this to you to teach you a lesson if his will was for you to get sick then you couldn't go to the doctor you couldn't take medication because you'd be against his will you'd be in sin and if you thought that that was his will for you to be sick when was it over when would it be over how would you know when it's over when is it okay for me to be better Lord When is my lesson fully learned, Lord? That's not the will of God. He is the God that healeth you. He is the God that healeth you. Sickness and disease is a result of the fall, not a result of God. Acts 10, 38 says how Jesus anointed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, not oppressed by God. Why would God oppress you and then send his only son to die to heal you? But that's what people think. That's, that's woke school. I don't even know what that is. It's not Bible. And Jesus never prayed this prayer. Sorry, I can't help you on earth, but wait till you get to heaven, you'll be healed. He never prayed that prayer. You know what he said? Be healed. Be free. What do you want? Be healed. Be free. Last two scriptures and then we're going to pray. Psalm 103, 2 to 3 says this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all of our iniquities, all of our sins, who heals all of our diseases Isaiah 53 
four to five. Isaiah prophesied, surely he has borne or carried our griefs. That word griefs means physical affliction, pains, ailments, sicknesses, diseases. And carried or, or to bear a heavy load our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. In case you don't know this, before Jesus went to the cross, he went to the whipping post. And he was beaten. And he was slashed. And by his stripes, that's what they're talking about, we are healed. Isaiah is prophesying 700 years before Jesus comes. We are healed. Both of those scriptures talk about forgiveness of sins and healing of our bodies, healing of our diseases. We've done a great job as a church of explaining salvation. None of us doubt when someone comes down to the front and they pray the prayer that salvation comes to them. But a lot of us doubt that we can be healed. A lot of us doubt when somebody gets healed, they're like, that didn't really happen. He just thought about it or just a coincidence or... Imagine if the church would have been preaching and teaching for the last hundred years that salvation and healing is yours. That it was paid for by Jesus as the atonement. It's all part of the atonement. What if we'd have been teaching that? Well, how much differently would we think? But most of us have to get over bad theology that says God doesn't heal anymore. That was just for the Bible. That was just old school. That's irrelevant now. That was for the disciples to plant the church, to build the church. I'm glad I didn't think that when my kidneys failed and someone came and prayed for me and I got healed. You can't tell me healing doesn't work because I already got healed. Too late. Last scripture, 1 Peter 2.24, who himself bore our sins on his own body on a tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Isaiah says that you are healed. Peter says that you were healed. What happened between Isaiah and Peter? The whipping post and the cross. So while Isaiah prophesied this is about to happen, Peter said it already happened. It's already been done. It is finished. It's a fact. The money's in the bank. All we got to do is cash the check. You were healed. It's over. It's done. That's why you can't pray. You can't beg God. You can't read the Bible enough. You can't be in church enough to be healed, to get God to heal you. Because Jesus already did. Come on, give him some praise. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenchurch.com.